Three, two, one. Pineapple. Why? I don't know. All right. What did you say? Uh, silver. Oh, okay. There's silver on the hinge of my laptop, and that's just the first thing I saw when I opened my eyes. I, I just panicked and said pineapple. Um, I did just plant my pineapple in dirt. Oh, I need to plant mine. It's doing okay in the water, though. Its roots were huge, so I was like, you know what? No more water. And then I accidentally spilled it all over my porch. Oops. Whoopsies. Look at me so I can get a cute picture for the podcast. You know what? Ah, he moved. Ooh, work it. Work it. The Model T cat. Yes. <laughs> he is solid black. Yes. And it purrs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's from an assembly line. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. Chai there. there. Welcome to Cream and Sugar. Hey, Julia. Hey, Allie. What kind of scientist puts carbonation in lemonade? Oh, I don't know. What kind? A physicist. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I even capitalized fizz. <laughs> oh, my God. That's adorable. I love that. That's hilarious. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about lemonade. Yay. Because we're at the end of summertime. So we still have time for summery drinks. Yeah, we do. I mean, we're in the South. Summer's still like, I don't know, another four months at least. <laughs> Something like that. Till Halloween. <laughs> yeah, at least. I mean, I remember being way too warm to wear any kind of like onesie on Halloween, so yeah. Honestly, I think I wore shorts near Christmas. I I vividly remember growing up. It was always warm until Halloween night, and then you like unexpectedly had to bring a sweater, even though you'd been wearing tank tops and shorts the night before. Hmm. Yep. It's just always been that way. Anyway, here's the intro music. <laughs> Yep. Yep. We're changing it up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so. My uh, my how you brew in question. No. Yeah. I meant quick fire question, but we're going to do how you brew in first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Julia, how you brewing? I am brewing pretty well. Um, I'm doing well. Uh, basically, I've been a cat mom for like ever, <laughs> but we have kitten. <laughs> And now we're kitten parents again, and it's just, it's a lot of work. But mm. uh, Gumbo, the baby, is starting to get re- along really well with Toulouse. Um, we've started leaving them out more, like just unsupervised, which is a huge step. Yeah. And uh, we're trying to get Gumbo to stay out all night without having to lock him in his own room, because once... Gumbo is no longer locked in the office. That means Mike gets his office back. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he has his office, but 
when when the kitten's asleep, he has no access to that. So I just feel yeah. kind of bad. Um, but on a slightly more related uh, note, we just got the PlayStation back. It's been out of commission and it's back in the household fixed. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, we went to do an update and then it just never turned back on. <laughs> it updated itself out of use. <laughs> It said, I'm going to update. Good night. <laughs> so what's nice is that if even if Gumbo is back in the office asleep, uh, Mike still has the PlayStation again, which is awesome. Nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I'm brewing pretty well. How are you brewing? I'm brewing pretty good. I have finally hit the part of my summer where I get to do all the fun vacation-y things. Woo! So two weeks ago, uh, as you know, we surprised Mike with uh, tickets to Hamilton in Charleston. Yeah! So uh, we came down, my brother and I, and we got there earlier in the afternoon while he was still at work. And then he got home and we were like, surprise! And then he was like, whoa, cool! And then a couple hours later, we were like, surprise again! We're going out! And uh, (laughs) then we went to go see Hamilton and it was so good! It was amazing! I definitely cried a little bit a lot. (laughs) Same. The only reason I wasn't sobbing walking out is because my brother and Mike were both like, I dare you to just stand up and like scream, the orphanage at the end. So I was just (laughs) trying not to laugh at that part. Fair. <laughs> it's just like you know the little like rock and roll hand head bob the orphanage. Yeah, <laughs> but it was so good. I did cry a good bit. Other yeah. than that, I did not expect to cry. And then I'm over there like, <laughs> and, and Mike's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> "I I knew." Uh, minor spoilers for the live show versus the actual soundtrack. If anybody wants to not know all the secrets that aren't on the soundtrack um i knew the john lauren song and the eliza screams would get me oh yeah and it did and then i cried real hard (laughs) i was like Uh uh-huh oh oh my god yeah sorry i'm just piecing parts of the show back together you're right eliza's scream absolutely broke me Mm -hmm. i just i i felt how much pain she was in and I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna die (laughs) (laughs) yep I uh I had seen that before the Disney version had come out and then I watched it on the Disney version so I knew that that was like a key point of one of the things they deliberately wanted to surprise people with when they went to go see the live show Mm -hmm. so I, I had mentally prepared myself for that and it still didn't help I didn't realize that it was a surprise. I just thought it was part of the performance and it never occurred to me that it wouldn't be on the soundtrack. But I also didn't listen to the soundtrack nearly as much as you and Mike did. True. Yeah, it's uh, the soundtrack just ends with, uh, you know, they, they kind of count off and then she does the un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, and then it just fades. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to the next song. So you don't get quite that level of emotion in it. And if you're not prepared for it, it will ruin you. Uh, Yeah, it could wreck your night. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It was so good, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we also got to do a nice beach day. Oh, my gosh. That was so much fun. Uh, We had to phone in a friend to get on the island, but (laughs) it was worth it. Yeah, it was worth the work. 
Yeah. We were playing music games and stuff in the car anyway. It was fine. Mm-hmm. You got a nice tour of uh, the area. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, it's not like the drive's bad. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. With all, like, the overhanging trees and everything. Uh-huh. I mean, you're literally Highly driving right. from one island to another. I, it can't be bad. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh, that's that's how I'm brewing. I have other things, but I'll save them for the next episode. So Okay. <laughs> Same. I have a I have a list on mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just spaz wrote out some stuff. So, <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, so anyway, your quick fire question of the day: <laughs> Do you like lemonade? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, here we are. Uh, another another game of does Julia like this? It's the answer is no. <laughs> I do not like lemonade. I don't like sour things Mm -hmm. and uh it just makes me thirsty well we're gonna actually talk about that specifically later but uh, (laughs) hopefully since we're making it at home we can just keep adding sugar till you like it (laughs) i i think that's gonna be the key i think if it's any kind of sour i'm just gonna be like no (laughs) (laughs) no Uh -uh. (laughs) do you like lemonade I, I do. I am careful with lemonade because I get heartburn <laughs> easily mm. when I'm stressed and, you know, drink things like lemonade. Right. But especially in the summer, it's really, really good. I actually, uh, yesterday, to kick off my vacation, went to the boba place that we've been to before. Uh-huh. And usually I get the quencher made in water, but this time I got it with lemonade and lavender flavor in it. And it was so Ooh, good. That sounds amazing. I mean, minus the lemon part. And the lavender part. I think you would have liked it. <laughs> you liked the last one, didn't you? I I enjoyed it. I don't really like lavender flavor. Uh, but it had honey boba at the bottom. I did like those. Those were kind of good. Mm-hmm. Better than the tapioca. I love the tapioca pearls, though. Ugh. They're tasty. They are not. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> no, they are. <laughs> I like to chew on them. It's like a hang, 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 hang. Oh, see, I like the um, the bubbly ones when you get them in your mouth and then you just press them on the roof of your mouth with your tongue and they go pop and then there's just flavor. <laughs> there's uh, there's a, a frozen yogurt place that you can put those kind of beads on your frozen yogurt and mm-hmm. I always put those on my yogurt. It was so good. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I really have those though. I haven't had frozen yogurt in forever. We should go. We should go. It'll be a date. Yeah. Um. So anyway, would you like to talk about lemonade? Oh, I guess. Yeah, of Are course. You <laughs> Are you ready? Because it's it's got some interesting stuff. Oh, I didn't know there could be interesting stuff about lemonade. Mm-hmm. I talk about science. The, what? Really? Science? Science? Yay! And history. Science and history. Woo! Woo! Uh, so... We'll start with the basics. What is lemonade? What is lemonade? Uh, it's it's exactly what you'd expect. It is a drink typically made iced, actually almost always made iced, with lemon juice, water, and some kind of sweetener. Ooh. And that's it. Okay, great. Good episode. It's, Thanks for coming, guys. It's a very, very simple recipe, and it has very... Uh, very much stayed the same since it was created. So, <laughs> uh, but there are also some alternatives to lemonade, such as pink lemonade, 
mm-hmm. which uh, get this is lemonade with pink dye in it. I always assumed it'd be strawberry. It can be, but regular pink lemonade is just lemonade with food coloring. Oh, that's not as fun. <laughs> but it's pink. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty fun. <laughs> um, so the recipe we use today is a very classic, not the most classic, but a very classic recipe. Uh, it comes from Miss Beaton's Book of Household Management, which was originally published in 1861. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. So, like I said, did not change very much. <laughs> um, and so literally all we did was mix a pint of cold water with the juice of two lemons, uh, sugar to taste, which I used about six tablespoons total, mm-hmm. and uh, half a teaspoon of baking soda to make it fizzy. Baking soda. Baking soda. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. And I made mine exactly the same way, but I just went ahead and poured in a whole quarter cup of sugar. And uh, I hoped that would be enough because I don't know how much is enough. Just to cover the bases. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So are you ready to try? I'm so excited to try. I'm terrified to try it, but I'm ready. Got this. I believe in you. Thanks. I'm still going to dink the camera. <laughs> I, I'm holding up my, my drink to the camera at the moment. So Okay, perfect. <laughs> dink. Dink. Wow. Ooh. This is the best lemonade I've ever had. It's not sour at all. No, it's like perfectly sweet. Mm-hmm. I need a little ice, but other than that, this is delicious. I only bought two lemons this time because I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out. Um, but I'm going to go to the store after this and go buy a whole bag of lemons and make like a bottle. <laughs> yeah, this is incredible. I might actually use the pitcher that I got and <laughs> fill it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm. Does the baking soda like cut down on the acidity? I think so. Dude, it's amazing. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for finding a lemonade I actually enjoy. I'm excited. I'm going to try the uh, strawberry one later Mm -hmm. because I don't feel like going and making it right now. But I'll try to add that to the post of how that was. Oh, my gosh. This is so good. (laughs) I love this. Summertime. Summertime and the lemon's easy. (laughs) (laughs) There's something about it that's slightly off-putting to me, though, and I'm trying to figure out what it is. It's something salty. I I think it's just the baking soda. Yeah. It has its own flavor, but I don't hate it. I think it just needs more ice. Mm-hmm. Mine's like just above room temperature, even though I had everything in the fridge. Same. My lemons were in the fridge prior to me juicing them. <laughs> <laughs> I think the lemons were the only thing not in the fridge. Oh, and the baking soda. There's something else I'm thinking of drink-wise that had that much baking soda in it. And Oh, I know what it is. It, re- it reminds me of the taste of emergency. Oh, I actually like that stuff. That's not bad. It's just the baking soda part that's throwing me off. Everything else is good. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to add ice to this and then continue. Okay. <sighs> Delicious. Yum. <laughs> Mine's almost gone already. I've got a little bit left. I'm just kind of sipping on it. Because, I mean, it is still kind of sour to me. Um, mm-hmm. 
It strangely tastes like orange juice. If you're not thinking <laughs> about it. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. <laughs> mine is mine is less sour, more tart. Now. I could see that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's partially the baking soda too. I'm I could also see that. Try no baking soda. Ooh, yeah. Let me know how that goes. I will. I mean, I'll probably like it. I don't know if that means that you would like it though. Good point. <laughs> uh, so, are you ready to learn the very interesting history about lemonade? Yes, very much. All right. I want you to take a guess at where lemonade came from. The United States. Actually, my second guess is going to be Italy. I saw a lot of lemons there. All right. Well, I know why that is, too. So uh, (laughs) lemonade is actually from ancient Egypt. What? From about the 11th to 12th century, somewhere in there. Oh, my gosh. That's like the third thing that we've talked about on the podcast that's from ancient Egypt. Listen, ancient Egypt was just popping off, you know? They were advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally called Katarmazat, oh. which, if you're interested, is spelled Q-A-T-A-R-M-I-Z-A-T. That's my middle name. <laughs> Julia Katarmazat. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but we know that it existed and is most likely one of the foundational versions of lemonade because it, it was mentioned in poems, journals, and a bunch of other records as a sweet lemon juice drink. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just a little confused on how they got lemons to dry in such a dry. How, <laughs> how they got lemons to grow in such a dry environment unless it was like right on the river. Well, also remember, Egypt is on the Mediterranean. Oh, I guess it is. I'm thinking, what am I thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Not there. Yeah, but Egypt include like Egypt is all along the Nile and from where the Nile flows in into the Mediterranean or does it flow south to the bottom? Wherever it flows flows. north into the Mediterranean. It's one of the few rivers that flow north. Okay. So, yeah, so they get all the benefits of all of that water, excluding the flooding. That's not really a benefit, but, you know. Actually, the flooding was very beneficial. It, it provided nutrients to the land similar to where the, the Mississippi floods and everything around there is very fertile. Except for when you drown. Oh, well, yes, that that's not super <laughs> beneficial. <laughs> that's more what I was thinking. But. I was thinking beneficial for, for land development and growing yeah. lemon trees. Yes, once you figure it out. Once you figure out how to master the flooding. Once you figure out that whole swimming thing, not a problem. So anyway, uh, in ancient Egypt, they likely didn't use exactly a lemon. Um, it's thought that the lemons that we use today are descended from kind of a combination of a citron and a sour orange. Oh. Which actually, do you see that link right there to Wikipedia? Yeah. That will show you what a citron looks like. It's basically a larger, wrinklier lemon with a much thicker rind. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah. So that's probably what they use to make the katarmazat. Um, It's not a lot of juice. No, it's not. When life gives you citrons, make very small glass of lemonade. (laughs) Make a little shot of lemonade. (laughs) Mm. Actually, it looks like... 
because the citron's so much bigger, it looks like you'd basically get the same amount of juice out of it that you would a lemon. Oh, good point. I didn't think about the size difference. Because it's it's basically the size of a small, you know, like the styrofoam footballs you get to play in the pool with when you're a kid? Yeah. That's maybe like six to seven inches long. Mm-hmm. It's probably that size. Side note, uh, when I was little, I was mad. I don't know why. But I was mad and we were playing with one of those foam footballs and I took a bite out of it and threw it back at my brother. I feel like everybody has done that in their childhood. Like it's a right oh of my passage. God. They, bite foam. They uh they made fun of me for biting a, a hole out of this <laughs> football. I absolutely did that at some point, and I'm pretty sure my brother also did a couple times. Thank you for validating me. I felt really bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, listen, you don't make these things foam if you don't expect a child to bite it, you know? It, it was squishy and I was angry and I didn't want to play anymore. And it's satisfying to just tear it apart with your teeth. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. We should do that again sometime too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do a bunch of childhood things that we haven't done in years. Yeah, we'll we'll load up on those popsicles that are in like the plastic sleeves. Oh, yeah. And we'll make lemonade. Okay. And uh, we'll bite foam footballs in swimming pools. I used to bite pool noodles, too. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I used I didn't bite them, but I chewed on the ends of them. Okay, yeah, same concept. Yeah, like my intent was not to get through the pool noodle, but the sponginess was nice. I definitely took chunks out of the end. Yeah, I don't think I, I think I did, but I didn't do it on purpose. I bit a lot of things now that I think about it. <laughs> Polly Pockets were the best to chew on. I think we've they talked really about this were. before. Yeah, I swallowed one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swallowed her shoe. <laughs> it's nutritious. Nu- nu- sh- shoestress. Anyway, uh, so the citron. Nutritious. Nutritious. Anyways, lemons. <laughs> anyway, so the uh, the citron um, and the lemon, like that kind of combination middle transition fruit can be traced back to as far as 8 million years ago in China Mm -hmm. Uh, but it could also be from northwest India and then it kind of just spread across Asia over to the Mediterranean Oh, it was actually the citron particularly was used in Asia as a medicinal ingredient but by the time it got to the Mediterranean it was used as a decorative plant Uh, I guess (laughs) um (laughs) I'm trying to find something to relate that to. <laughs> um, we're just we'll just leave it up to the metaphorical brains of our listeners. Okay, if you come up with a good example of a modern day use of this, uh, okay. send us an email or DM us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at webrewgood at gmail dot com or at webrewgood on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, uh, but so using it as a decorative plant, it's actually unclear when lemons got to like Rome and the European side of the Mediterranean because they show up in a lot of paintings, Mm -hmm. lemons and citrons do, but they don't show up in a lot of writing about people actually consuming them. So it's thought that people were traveling back and forth and saw them and incorporated them into paintings first and then the plant made its way over. But... All of that decoration uh, started up around the time of Rome. So that would probably be why there were lemons all over Italy. 
Oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, they're kind of intertwined. Yeah, just all of that culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's just a lovely little cluster. Yeah, I mean. Like, literally, when I was in Italy, you just saw lemon trees everywhere. And now that I think about it, it could have been citrons. I'm not sure. They were gigantic. It it probably was citrons then. They're also they really popular in Greece. Yeah. Which is also just a nice climate for them. So, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, The first written recipe for Kotarmazat slash lemonade... Uh, didn't show up until the 13th century, so a couple hundred years later, and that was in an Arabic cookbook. And then hard lemonade, where we started mixing alcohol and everything into it, showed up during Genghis Khan's rule in the late medieval period. Wow, really? it goes back that far? Honestly, I figured it was Mike's heart that would be the first alcoholic <laughs> lemonade. That was my thought, too. Or at least, you know, like maybe around like 16 or 1700s, but nope. All the way back to uh, the medieval period. That's really impressive. I didn't expect that at all. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it was partially because water was not entirely to be trusted. So we're adding alcohol to it because that's safer. That's also true. I mean, that's and the whole fun. reason cider was a thing. Right. Hold on. My lap. My. Uh, oh, there we go. My. <laughs> my monitor likes to turn off sometimes. But we're good. Okay. So, um, for some reason, the last few episodes that I did notes for, I had no intention of relating it to when we were recording or when it's being released, but I did it again on accident. So, nice. Uh, lemonade made its way to Paris in August, because we're in <laughs> August, of 1630. Wow. So... That's close to 400 years ago, just under. Lemonade That's... showed up in Paris. Lemonade is older than our country. Yeah, by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things are older than our country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I expected lemonade to not be one of those. <laughs> well, it, we're, we kind of claimed it though. Not really, but kind of. I just, I never expected to see lemonade outside of the country. I don't know why. It just feels like such an American thing. It's, when I think of lemonade, I associate it with like a burger and hot dog cookout with that red and white picnic table and it's really hot and there's bugs everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. I just see little suburban kids selling it. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's what my mind is. American ideal picket fence, suburban home, kids selling lemonade in the front yard kind of deal. Yeah. Well, the so here's American the thing. dream. I, before doing these notes, didn't really ever think about lemonade as fizzy. Mm-hmm. But when it made its way to Paris, that was what it was. It was lemon juice, sparkling water, and honey. Interesting. So I'm not entirely clear on if it was fizzy before, but it is now. <laughs> <laughs> And what they would actually do is vendors would strap these massive tanks to their backs and carry around just tanks of lemonade and dispense it for people. Ew. Why? I don't know. That just feels weird. It's just a mobile uh, soda fountain. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why that concept's so strange to me. I guess I don't want liquids off of a stranger's back. (laughs) 
I think it just weirds me out. <laughs> I'm just going to go put that in the out of context question. <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> That's your second today. I know. I've been saying some weird shit today. Don't want liquids off of a stranger's back. It weirds me out. <laughs> happens when i get a full night of sleep (laughs) apparently you're just rolling in the quotes i went to bed at i almost said seven at 9 30 last night and woke up at 7 10 that's like 10 hours of sleep wow i know and i was asleep for most of it i only woke up once to let the little one out of his room and then uh i went back to bed (laughs) i'm so tired i i got eight hours of sleep because I said I was going to bed at 9.30, and then I stayed on TikTok till midnight. Um, Heck yeah. And I got hungry at 11.30, so I made a toasted peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But it was good. Oh, but those are so good. It was with the ends of my sourdough loaf, because that's all I had left. It was Ooh, great. Yum. Uh, but anyway, I slept till 8, so I got 8 hours of sleep. And I, knock on wood, have not felt like taking a nap for the first time in probably about a month. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of us. Thank you. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, lemonade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so once it made its way to Paris, it quickly spread across Europe, but mm-hmm. it, it stayed most popular in France. I don't know why. They just really liked it. <laughs> so they kept it. Um, which actually, the first time I ever had fizzy lemonade was when we bought french soda with air quotes because that's what it's labeled as but i don't know if it's actually from france at aldi mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is mm-hmm. where we got these fancy bottles that we use for everything we need bottles for yeah <laughs> i have like four of them in my kitchen now um but that was basically lemonade with carbonation was that so the it's... same was that the same bottle that mike finished or is that orangina no that was orangina Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a separate thing. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but so Britain and Germany developed new ways of making carbonated water at this time. So mm-hmm. that made the mass production of lemonade easier. How did and they make carbonated water before? I don't know. That's a good question. I'll make a note for another day. Okay. <laughs> We'll do a whole episode on carbonated water. Ooh. Dude, we could do sparkling water and mineral water. We should do a water episode. We can do le croix. Le croix. Oh, I love le croix. I don't. But I I'll do it for an episode. Yay. <laughs> we'll find one that you like. Yeah. We'll buy every le croix until I find one that I like. That's actually going to be the episode. It's going to be Allie tries le croix. <laughs> do you want to do a uh, rank the le croix flavors episode? Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we can do it. Oh, what are we gonna do with all the extra Lacroix? <laughs> I'm gonna take it to work. <laughs> make a Lacroix jumble jungle juice. Ew! There's no alcohol. It's just every Lacroix mix. Uh, we'll uh, <laughs> actually we'll do that with one can of each, <laughs> and just yeah. have it in a big container and see how it tastes. 
Oh, no. You know what we need to do? What? We need to, uh, we'll do it when we're together and we'll blindfold, we'll have Mike do it so we can be blindfolded and we have to guess what flavor it is. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see how many LaCroix I spit out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's one that tastes like uh, Carmex and it's just so nasty. Ooh. Gross. Yeah, it tastes like the vanilla Carmex. It's really bad. Uh, so anyway, do you want to talk about the Black Plague? Uh, sure. What does that have to do with lemonade, though? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, lemons had become a commodity and could be imported in bulk by the 17th century. Mm-hmm. So every opportunity France had and all the European countries, but in this case, France, uh, they just increased their lemonade consumption. Mm-hmm. So by the time uh, the 17th century was rolling around, lemon peels were just kind of everywhere. Oh, like they were in the trash cans. They were in the streets. They were in your kitchen. They were just all over the place. Uh, essentially, lemon peels were anywhere that a rat would be. Oh, OK. I'm starting to pick up what you're putting down. Uh-huh. So uh, if you don't know, the Black Plague traveled so quickly because it was carried by fleas on the backs of rats that would travel on shipments across Europe and Asia and all the different places around the world where trade was popular. Mm-hmm. So when rats came into contact with these lemon peels, they would eat them. And there's a chemical called limonene in lemon peel specifically. Mm-hmm. And that actually is really good for killing flea larvae and adults. Oh, interesting. It's used in a lot of modern flea treatments for animals because it comes from a plant so and it's more natural, so it doesn't harm the animals, but it the fleas don't like it. Ooh, I'm going to look for that on my flea meds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when the rats would nibble it, they would take this into their body and it would kill the fleas that were carrying the plague. So France was not hit nearly as hard by the Black Plague because they had lemon peels all over the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just... Fantastic. Or at least that's part of the theory because, you know, it's never for sure, but it's a pretty strong reasons why. I think this is my favorite Black Plague (laughs) theory, though. Yeah. I think this is the best one yet. By the way, that's from a podcast called Brain Stuff from How Stuff Works. They literally Mm -hmm. inserted that clippet of information in the middle of the article I was reading. So. Oh, nice. I'm going to be listening to that podcast more, I think. Mm hmm. So anyway. Uh. Then, lemonade made its way to the United States not long after it was in Europe, because it got to Europe right around 1630, and people were already coming over to North America and South America, so colonists were just bringing lemonade over with them. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, there is a strong correlation between the growth of sugar plantations and the popularity of lemonade in the United States. Oh. Because, once again... Lemonade's popularity is entirely reliant on whether or not you can get the ingredients. Right. But uh, lemonade does have some bonuses in American history. In that, especially during the Victorian era when the temperance movement was kicking up, lemonade Mm -hmm. was proposed as an alternative to alcohol. I mean, I think it would work for me. It's got enough flavor for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also a story... That apparently alcohol was banned from state dinners at the White House for a few years during Rutherford B. Hayes' uh, term. So from 1877 to 1881. 
Mm-hmm. And during that time, they thought that his wife, Lucy, was responsible for it. And people were upset because they were used to, you know, having wine or whatever else with their dinners when they were eating with the president. So mm-hmm. they started calling her Lemonade Lucy. Oh, <laughs> which low key, I would not be upset about that. No. <laughs> Uh, another bonus is that um, ice became more available in the 1800s. So p- a lemonade was able to grow at the same time that circuses were growing in popularity. Really? I didn't expect those two to correlate. <laughs> yep. We're sticking to the quintessential American dream, circuses and lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's actually pretty strongly theorized that pink lemonade came from circuses. Really? And there's a couple stories. So pink lemonade first showed up in record in the Wheeling Register, which is from West Virginia in 1879. Mm-hmm. It's thought that uh, there's two main stories for how pink lemonade might have come about. Neither of them are especially great. Uh, The first one is somewhere between 1872 and 1912, Mm -hmm. somewhere in that range. Okay. A 14-year-old concession worker, which one article I read named him as Henry Allot, but I don't know if that's true. Okay. uh, Because a couple other articles left him nameless. Oh, okay. But this young concession worker accidentally dropped cinnamon candies into a vat of lemonade. Mm -hmm. And in a the show must go on spirit, he just served it anyway. And oh. people loved that it changed the color of the drink. Mm-hmm. So they just, the line just went out out the metaphorical door because they're at a circus, so there isn't a real door. Uh, and went out the gap in the tent. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it went out the gate at the entrance to the circus. Yep. But the other story, <laughs> which is a little grosser, in 1857, a concession worker, Pete Conklin, was said to have been running low on lemonade, so he quickly grabbed a wash bin from one of the nearby performers, and Mm -hmm. apparently a clown had just rinsed pink tights in that wash bin. Uh, So he just added the pink water to the lemonade and called it strawberry lemonade, and people loved it. And that's the story I've heard. Ah, okay. That I've, I've known the story of pink lemonade. I didn't hear the pink tights part, I heard it was just because of the the soap in the water. It changed the colors, like how acid will change the color of things with bases. But that I've heard before, and it's so gross. I can't believe people didn't, like, spit it out immediately. Well, so here's the thing. On ForgottenHistory.com, pink lemonade, whether it was lemonade mixed with just food coloring or strawberries or watermelon or literally any kind of red fruit... Mm-hmm. was around for decades before either of these origin stories would have taken place. What? <laughs> yeah. Are you so, serious? Uh, I think it was kind of part of the building the allure of the circus kind of thing. Ah. Yeah. But regardless of how it was created, pink lemonade was strongly associated with the circus, and it was considered idiotic to have a circus without it. <laughs> I'm sorry, wait. I'm just imagining the, what's it called? The ringmaster? The guy that's in the middle? I'm just imagining, I almost said the ring bearer. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm imagining the ringmaster saying, all right, we've got the lions, we've got the elephants, we have all of our rings, we've got the crowd coming in, and what? There's no pink lemonade? Nope. Show's over. Not happening. That would be idiotic. <laughs> Where's the tight water? <laughs> tight water. You got the tight rope, and then you have the tight water. <laughs> That's what Jesus walks on. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, so then I couldn't find a whole lot of information about how we developed from circuses and everything in the 1800s to modern lemonade, mm-hmm. except for in the 1950s was about the time that it became more popular to have concentrates and more of the mixtures and powders that we see today when we think of lemonade at the grocery store. Interesting. Did uh did you learn how to make the dried out lemonade stuff? Is it kind of similar to like the instant coffee? I don't know. Let's see. It's hard because the lemonade concentrate could also mean incredibly concentrated lemon juice with sugar and you need to add water to it. So. Okay. I don't see a way to make it. I have a feeling it has a whole lot to do with uh, preservatives and drying everything out. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Good enough for me. Um, I also learned where the phrase when life gives you lemons make lemonade come came from. Okay. Or at least is thought to have come from. So there's this guy named Marshall Pickney Wilder who mm-hmm. uh, in the early 1900s was a popular stand-up comedian. Notably not part of a sideshow or circus, just stand-up comedian as his career. Okay. Which was especially impressive because he was three and a half feet tall because of an extreme spinal deformity. Aw. But he was so popular that he was a household name. Like, his specials would be uh, broadcasted and talked about and written about in newspapers all over the country. Mm-hmm. So when he passed away, uh, Albert Hubbard quoted him in his obituary to have said fate handed me a lemon but i have made lemonade of it interesting and that is supposedly the origin of when life gives you lemons make lemonade that's quite beautiful Mm -hmm. i i mean i always figured it was just a cheesy way to be like it'll be okay you just gotta go with it but no this is like uh, i don't know this is nice Mm-hmm. This is like actually wholesome. Yeah. I will go make lemonade. <laughs> uh, the alternative version is if you've ever played Portal 2, you can listen to um, J.K. JK Simmons. Is that his name? Uh, the I Want Spider-Man guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He does a voice in the, in the game Portal 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's basically recordings of a character that is long dead, but he is that character. So... He's talking about uh, somebody he was in an argument with, and he says, when life gives you lemons, I'm going to burn your house down with the lemon. I'm going to make a bomb that <laughs> looks like a lemon, and I'm going to use it to explode your house. And like just goes on a whole rant in J.K. Simmons' voice. Oh, my gosh. It's so great. I'm going to make life rue the day it thought it could give Cave Johnson lemons. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. He says, I'm going to burn life's house down with the lemon. <laughs> It's great. I'll see if I can find a link to it. <laughs> Such a good game. <laughs> anyway, on a completely side note, um, you absolutely could burn a house down, given you have a big enough peel 
and you squeeze it really hard with a flame in front of it because the citrus is flammable. True. Or you pull a France and you put lemon peels everywhere. You won't get the plague. (laughs) But you will catch fire. (laughs) (laughs) You won't get the plague, but you won't, but you will catch fire. Another one for the t-shirt. I was going to say that. Hold on. I need a pen. Write it on this paper towel. And I will I will include a picture of this paper towel in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't wait till we roll out with merch. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be wild. If you haven't listened to like every episode of the podcast, you're going to be so confused. This is for super fans only. <laughs> <laughs> just if you find that one moment. Just kidding. It's for everyone. Just just roll with it. That's how this works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, as always, as I have always. health topics to discuss. What would it be without health topics? Right? <laughs> so, question number one. Is lemonade good for you? Um, Which part? The sugar or the lemons? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, homemade lemonade is going to be a lot healthier for you than buying, like, a pre-made bottle or those concentrates. Mm-hmm. Because you have more control over how much sugar you're putting in it. Or you can even opt to swap sugar for honey, stevia, or any other sweetener alternative. True. Uh, When you make it at home, you can also choose to use organic lemons if you so desire. Mm Mm-hmm. And you skip on all the preservatives that they put into pre-made lemonade and lemonade concentrates. Right. This doesn't have to be shelf-stable. It just has to get in my tummy. Yeah. (laughs) It's not going to last long enough to go to the shelf. It'll just sit on my shelf tummy. (laughs) My tummy shelf. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can't diet. I'll lose my tummy shelf. True. Then where am I going to put my lemonade? That's nowhere. You just don't get lemonade anymore. No. See? No diets. Yep. No diets. (laughs) Body positivity. A whole new aspect. Yeah. Um, but lemonade is, of course, loaded with vitamin C, flavonoids, and phytochemicals. Ooh. Uh, so we have talked about it before, but a recap in case anybody is new. Vitamin C helps facilitate growth. Uh, so you, or I'm sorry, helps facilitate the growth, development, and repair of body tissues. So usually people associate vitamin C with a boost to your immune system, but it generally helps with the formation of collagens, the absorption of iron, uh, the proper function of the immune system, wound healing, and the maintenance of cartilage, bones, and teeth, and a lot of other functions that your body just does on a daily basis. Are you able to get vitamin C without it being acidic? Uh, You can take like the capsule. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to figure out it, uh, how it would work for teeth because I feel like the acidity would hurt the enamel. Mm, potentially. But then you regrow it because you had vitamin C. Ooh. It's got it's got a mending spell on it. <laughs> <laughs> Reparo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it also has flavonoids, which specifically the ones that were in lemonade that I found were quercetin, naringenin. And hesperidin. Those look good to me. <laughs> yep. Um, which the they are flavonones, which are commonly found in lemons. Uh, 
which are anti-inflammatory and can help with weight and cholesterol management. Ooh. It's helping you maintain the shelf. <laughs> but a healthy shelf. That's right. I, right here, I got me a healthy shelf. Mm-hmm. A healthy shelfie. And uh, flavonoids are technically a phytochemical, but there are a plethora of other phytochemicals in lemons that also contribute anti-inflammatory properties. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, not so bad. Yep. But just to reiterate a note, uh, that all of the benefits of lemonade come from the lemons. So if you're looking to get the anti-inflammatory boost, uh, you might be better off just drinking lemon water or something with a higher concentration of lemon juice and skipping the sugar. But note, it's less tasty. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very important side note. <laughs> yeah. Just be prepared. Warning. Don't be sour. Warning. Less tasty. <laughs> Warning. More sad. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger sad. Um, I'm actually going to skip around a little bit. So what about that lemonine stuff or lemonine stuff? Yeah. The stuff that uh, kills fleas. Yeah. Um, so lemonine is actually extracted from citrus peels, any citrus peel. So orange, lime, citron, lemon, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually extracted in the form of an oil. So it gets used as an essential oil for all sorts of stuff. Uh, it can be added to sodas, desserts, all that kind of stuff to add flavor. It can be added to botanical insecticide. It can add fragrance to soaps, lotions, perfumes, laundry detergents, and air fresheners. You can use it just as you would any other essential oil where you put it on your skin or you put it in a diffuser to make the room smell nice. Or you can take it as a supplement, which none of the benefits are well supported by science, but it is thought to be anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, anti-cancer, and heart disease fighting. Hmm. Which, to get super sciency, I actually found uh, pubchem.ncbi.com nlm.nih.gov I hated pubchem <laughs> I could uh, never read any of the articles well they had an ongoing page specifically for any study related to limonene mm-hmm. which I hadn't never seen before you might have because you did sciencey things but <laughs> they had uh, three major ones going on right now there's one related to regulating metabolism related fatty liver disease mm-hmm there's one related to to CYP2C19. That's my middle name. <laughs> middle name. <laughs> um, it's used uh, in a lot of drugs to help fight ulcers and things having to do with your digestive system. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last study they have is one where they are seeing how limonene can affect women who have breast cancer. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, Good news, they won't get the plague. <laughs> true. Or fleas. But they will catch fire. <laughs> <laughs> they will catch fire. <laughs> My least favorite book of the Hunger Games trilogy. <laughs> Catching the plague? <laughs> <laughs> Catching the lemon peels. Yep. <laughs> it's You know, it's Hunger Games, oops, all lemon peels, and Mockingjay. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so limonene is actually a terpene, meaning mm -hmm. that it's what gives citrus peels that strong, bitter scent, specifically to deter predators. 
Oh, it's like a stay back. I'm poisonous. Go away. Yeah. Stay, go okay. away. I'm gross. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've ever bitten into a citrus rind and you've tasted that bitter, it was probably the lemonine. Can relate. Yep. For sure have done that. <laughs> <laughs> like a football. Yes. Like the football. <laughs> um. And then the last thing I researched is why is lemonade considered thirst quenching? Mm-hmm. And there is scientific reason. Is uh, it does it have like uh the same stuff that's in Gatorade, uh like electrolytes? It's similar to why Gatorade can help you feel more hydrated, but that's not it's not because of the electrolytes for lemonade. Okay. Gatorade actually hydrates you a little bit more. Lemonade does not. It just makes you think you're hydrated. I mean, it kind of hydrates you, but with all the sugar and the acidity, it doesn't really hydrate you as much as just water would. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gatorade actually makes me really thirsty, and I genuinely don't like it. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> but I also usually don't work out hard enough to drink Gatorade. They used the to have them at my softball me. games. And I was like, ugh, can I just have water? I'm pretty sure there's a bit about that in uh, Waterboy. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> Why not? Adam Sandler's your favorite. Yeah, and I love the way he makes fun of Louisiana people. Yep. <laughs> totally my favorite movie ever. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, so there's research as to why sour or acidic drinks may be thirst quenching. Mm-hmm. Actually, American settlers, specifically when they were traveling out west, used to drink vinegar water to hydrate. Ugh. Uh, but I think that also may have partially been, again, to keep the water clean. So, Okay. That sounds yeah. really gross, though. Yeah. Well, listen. Taste buds were different back then. You're right. They change every seven years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually. Uh, <laughs> they change every seven years. <laughs> they do. Your taste buds change every seven years. It was it was just the way you casually threw it in there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, uh, acidic flavors cause us to salivate is the moral of the story. So when we're dehydrated, one of the first signs our body gives us that we need water is that our mouth dries out. So mm-hmm. when we drink or eat something sour, it makes our mouths water, making that sign of dehydration go away. And there's a lot of research specifically from Japan in the 1960s that backs this up. Okay. So it's not necessarily that we're hydrated. It's just that the sensation that was telling us we are hydrated is no longer, or dehydrated is no longer there. So we think that we're hydrated again when we're not necessarily hydrated all the way. Hmm. That's really interesting. It's like Pavloving yourself into like, yep, I'm I'm good. Yep. Which made it extremely funny to me earlier, and I couldn't say anything when we were on the phone. And you said, I don't like lemonade because it's sour and it makes me thirsty. (laughs) Which is the exact (laughs) opposite of what this is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Not all all acids have this effect, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also been research into sour beers because they tend to be considered the least refreshing of all beers. I hate sour beers. Me too. <laughs> I think they taste really gross. Yeah, same. Um, but there isn't strong research to confirm why, but it's thought that maybe there's a strong association between lemons and cleanliness or freshness, 
whereas a sour beer tastes a little bit more medicinal, so it's not considered as hydrating and refreshing. Okay, I could see that. I could see the brain tricky. Mm -hmm. But it's not confirmed, so shrug? Maybe. (laughs) Perhaps. (laughs) Per maybe. (laughs) So, I have... I have a quiz for you. Okay. Uh, It is called... Want to know which hobby you should start this summer? Make a fancy lemonade to find out. Ooh, I don't even know how to make a lemonade fancy. And also, I have so many hobbies. Let's add. And it's at the end of summer. So no pressure, but you have about a month left. (laughs) Yep. All right. I got to master this in about three weeks. We got this. (laughs) Uh, This is obviously not going to be a traditional lemonade. So yeah, we'll just go with it. I haven't read through this, so I have no idea what we're adding to this lemonade. Sweet. Uh, question number one. Upgrade a nice refreshing lemonade by choosing a fruit to add to it. Would you like to add strawberries, mangoes, guava, passion fruit, peach, or watermelon? I think I'm going to go with mango. I am. I've been really wanting watermelon juice recently, so I'm going to add watermelon. Nice. I just really like mangoes. Like in it's all seriousness. I still have my mango uh, chapstick sitting in front of me. So, oh, that stuff's the best. Normal lemonades need some color. What are you going to add? What? You can add pea flower to make it blue. You can add matcha to make it green. You can add raspberries to make it pink. Or you can add activated charcoal to make it black. That's terrifying. I'm going to go with pea flower. All right. I'm going to go with raspberries. Ooh, that one's cute, though. I really want to try the activated charcoal. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, the drink that Dumbledore has to drink to get to the Horcrux. Oh, yeah. Like that thing. Yeah, that thing was terrifying. Yeah. Where he had to drink it out of the shell. Yeah. Yeah, that was really scary. force feed him. Drink this. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, you promised you hang. would, Dumbledore. <laughs> I said, drink it. They should have brought a funnel. Uh huh. And he could have just like sped it down his throat. Yeah. Anyway, uh, add herbs to a normal lemonade to spruce it up. Do you want to add rose, rosemary, thyme, or lavender? I am definitely going to be adding rosemary. Same, because I think it would go well with the watermelon and raspberry I already have. It would. (laughs) You are not allowed to drink a regular lemonade, so choose a consistency upgrade for a plain lemonade. Would you like a (laughs) lemonade slush, a frozen lemonade, or a lemonade popsicle? What's the difference between a slush and a frozen? Uh, A frozen is more liquidy. And isn't the the popsicle also frozen? (laughs) They're ba- so the, the stages of frozen basically go regular lemonade, then the frozen lemonade, then a lemonade slush, and then a lemonade popsicle. Okay. Like you can drink a frozen lemonade with a straw, but you probably need a spoon for the lemonade slush, and neither of them are going to help you with the lemonade popsicle. I don't know. You, if you stab the straw hard enough in the popsicle, you might make some <laughs> headway. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to drop it all over the ground. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm going to go with the frozen lemonade. Okay. Me too. You're also going to go frozen? Yep. Okay. Inter- okay. Uh, choose a nice upgrade to top your lemonade. 
Would you like a wheatgrass floater, fresh mint, sugar on the rim, cucumber, citrus peels, or a little umbrella and a bendy straw? (laughs) (laughs) I really like the way you said that. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to go sugar on the rim because I want this to have like mango margarita vibes. That's fair. I'm going to go with a little umbrella and a bendy straw because I want this to have like tropical drink on a cruise vibes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. And finally, seems like you need to upgrade some lemonade with another liquid. What will you use? You can Mm. use iced tea, vanilla soft serve, ginger ale, coconut water, Sprite or orange juice. I'm a little irritated that they called vanilla soft serve a liquid. (laughs) That's not a liquid. I mean, is it really a solid, though? (sighs) What's the one in between? Plasma? Oh, why are you breaking physics? Is soft serve a plasma? No. (laughs) (laughs) Is soft serve a plasma? Isn't that what's in between? What's no, um, a plasma between? is the same kind of stuff that's in like lightning and and uh, the sun. Liquid glass. That's not what I'm looking for. Are you talking about the ferrofluids or the the f- liquid where you combine cornstarch and water? Uh, I just remember in chemistry. We were talking about, you know, there's gas, liquid, solid, and then that there's some in-between ones. Hmm. Plasma's not one of them. I thought plasma was one of them. Like, there's a word for being in-between liquid and gas, too. Really? Oh, I've never heard of these. I thought so. Maybe Maybe I'm remembering wrong. Maybe I made up a word and I thought I convinced myself it was real. I'm on livescience.com. They're not helping me. Oh, maybe... Maybe I got it confused with sublimation and vaporization. Oh, maybe. That's possible. This was um, a decade ago. So, you know, it's been a minute. Anyway, what liquid would you like to add to your lemonade? Oh my god, I forgot how to make a choice. <laughs> um, okay, so we have mango, rosemary, uh, sugar on the rim. What else? Pea is flour. Oh, pea flour. I don't even know what pea flour tastes like. I don't either, but we're going to try it one day because it's also blue matcha. And it's frozen. Yeah, the frozen's what's throwing me off. I don't like coconut water. Let's go with vanilla soft serve. All right. Even though it's not a liquid. I'm going to go with Sprite. Sprite's probably going to be really good. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. All right. Hopefully we didn't get the same one. We'll see. But if we did, we can do it together. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You need some fresh air. Yeah, we got the same one. (laughs) (laughs) And what better way than to make yourself a nice little sandwich and eat it under a shady little spot in the park. For optimal de-stressing results, bring a dog. No, thank you. That can lay next to you after you're done eating so you can both look at the clouds together. Or you can just bring your best friend. Yeah. Your wife. All right. So we're going on a picnic. All right. That sounds like a good time. By the end of August. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> it's a date <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> we'll bring foam footballs on our picnic and just yeah 
Can we do that? Can we get a nice fancy picnic blanket and a picnic basket and we'll dress up in like fancy dresses and wear big hats and makeup and we go to a crowded place and we sit down and we open our basket and it's just foam football. (laughs) (laughs) We just jump and stare at people and spit it to the side like tobacco. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Yes, I am on board. And if anybody asks what we're doing, we say you won't get the plague, but you will catch fire. (laughs) Also, you should go drink liquids off that guy's back. Yeah, I guess I don't want it. Makes me weird. (laughs) Okay. That's great. All right, we're, I love that. We're going to go picnicking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Um, that's all I have for lemonade. Which, it was a lot more than I was expecting to find, so. But when life gives you lemons, make a podcast. Yeah. That's what we call this episode. <laughs> oh, <Hold> thanks. <laughs> so anyway, what would you like to talk about next? We are going to tips on over to the other side of liquid land. (laughs) We're going to have a discussion about wine. Yeah. And uh, this one's going to be pretty big. So um, get ready for another (laughs) two-parter. And I'm going to be drinking wine. So get ready for a lot of interruptions. Oh, man. This is going to be probably (laughs) prime podcasting. (laughs) It's going to be great. I'm so excited. And I think we're going to have to do this in order so that it gets from sober to not sober. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. So uh, join us next time on our Tipsy podcast where we're going to talk about uh, what wine is and how to make it. Yeah. But we're not going to make it. No, no, no. no. We We should should start it now. And then how long does it take? A year? Depends. We'll learn. We'll learn how to make it, and then maybe we'll make some. One specific well, one I'll takes learn. between four and 60 years, so it just depends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really feeling like, you know, 47 years. That feels good to me. You're right. Let's let's come back when we're, what? What is that, 60-something? 70-something. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. We're going to age just like that wine. That'd be kind of cool, though. We should do that. We should do that. We should make a bottle of wine now and open it when we're 75. No. Yeah, <laughs> 75. Let it age for 50 years uh-huh. and then try it. You know what we could do? We what? could make a new bottle like every five years. And then when we're 75, we have a whole bunch of different ones to try. Oh, that's cool. Like just tiny bottles, like the little Starbucks size bottles. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> As always, all of our sources are in the episode notes. That is the research sources, the recipe from the 1800s, the quiz that we did. Uh, yeah, and I think that's it. Oh, and also <laughs> a picture of citrons. That'll be in there, and, too. And the link to that other podcast. Oh, and a link. Well, that's actually in one of the research sources. If you go to oh, the How Stuff go. Works uh, website, it's on there. But also a link to the YouTube video of the Cave Johnson Lemon Rant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can also find our podcast at webrewgood.podbean.com or just at webrewgood.com because we're awesome yeah. like that. 
You can also find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Oh, I didn't mean to hit that, but it sounded nice. It did sound very nice. Nope, still not able to comment yet. So, guys, get your comments in. Or stars. Give us five stars. Give us one star if you really don't like us. But, like, be nice about it and say, like, hey, you could improve uh, by doing this. And we we might. (laughs) (laughs) So we have five... Five star reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we absolutely appreciate those who's taken the time to give us those ratings. Uh, but in order for us to grow, we need more. So give us more, more ratings, please. Yes, please. Let's check our statistics. Statistics. Oh yeah, we haven't looked at countries in a long time. We have. Wow. Okay. So we have uh, six hundred and seventy-seven downloads in the United States. We have 18 in Japan. I know who that is. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, we have 18 in Canada. Ooh, hello, Canada. We have, I'm going to skip this one because you'll be excited. There are five in Australia. Oh, nice. Hold on. There are four in India, three in the Netherlands, three in Thailand, two in Norway, two in the United Kingdom, two in Mexico, one in Taiwan, one in Israel. There's one in the rest of these. There's a lot. Tunisia, Singapore, Portugal, Sri Lanka, Colombia, Hungary, Spain, Algeria, Germany, Czech Republic, Switzerland, South Africa. Um, and the one I skipped earlier, there are 11 in New Zealand. Oh, right. Nice. Yeah. That makes me very happy. <laughs> so we are all over the place. You can also find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at WeBrewGood. Or you can send us an email directly at webrewgood at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. I have to look something up. It's very important. Oh, okay. No. The answer is no. You should not give your guinea pigs lemons. Oh, no. Why not? It's not good for them. Oh, when life gives you lemons, don't give it to your guinea pig. Uh, Apparently, they don't like acidity, so... they don't like it or they it'll kill them it won't kill them but it it messes with their mouth and teeth and digestive problems their body just doesn't like it poor babies Mm -hmm. so when life gives you lemons make lemonade and enjoy it and then make an alternative drink for your guinea pig such as water give them blueberry juice yeah or blueberry juice i think they'd like that and then give them a smooch and let them live their summertime life and then you both chill on your picnic blanket and you go cloud watching. <laughs> <laughs> Way better than bringing a dog. Yeah, you make fun of all those people. Yeah. <laughs> Put your guinea pig on a leash. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And make the leash decorated with lemons. There you go. When life yep. gives you lemons, put them on a leash and put it on your guinea pig. <laughs> like it's decoration not like get the fruit lemon and put it on a leash and then put it on top of your guinea pig that would be weird yeah i don't think they'd appreciate that or run a really thick piece of rope straight through lemons and then attach that (laughs) to your guinea pig (laughs) i can't imagine anything that could go wrong yeah no no it's perfect yeah 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 (laughs) um anyway so when life gives you lemons i guess what we're saying is Stay Stay brutal. (laughs) (laughs) That was cute. I like that.
drinking game of take a shot every time we say when life gives you lemons. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And uh, that's going to be how the next episode goes. Yeah, let's go. All right. (laughs) 